You are now tuned in to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am your Monday host, Tyler Rowland. On today's show, the Indianapolis Colts just signed star cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Does this make the Colts the favorites in the AFC South? Dallas Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Joseph is dealing with some legal issues. Does this affect the draft strategy in Big D? Also, the Las Vegas Raiders just gave big-time money to quarterback Derek Carr. Is it enough to take the Raiders to the next level? And finally, the Arizona Cardinals and the Kyler Murray drama does not end. How will this impact the rest of the offseason? All of that and more on a Monday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll! You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Football fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, and it is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're going to kick off this Monday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast talking about star cornerback Stephon Gilmore signing with the Indianapolis Colts. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen. Every day, we're going to be breaking down the biggest stories in the NFL Monday through Friday here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms, and that includes the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there, smash that notification bell so you know when all the episodes go live, and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, but let's dive into this major news story. The former Defensive Player of the Year, a two-time All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler, Stephon Gilmore signs with the Indianapolis Colts. It's a two-year deal worth $23 million with $14 million guaranteed. We're talking about a guy who's played 132 games in his career, has 27 interceptions, two touchdowns, 116 pass breakups to go along with 427 career tackles. Simply put, one of the best cornerbacks in NFL history. Now, Gilmore obviously is in the back half of his career, but still a very good signing for the Indianapolis Colts, who really had a need at the position after they traded away Rock Yassin to acquire Yannick Ngakwe. But speaking of Ngakwe, think about Stephon Gilmore being added to a defense with Yannick Ngakwe, with second-year p- player edge rusher Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, the incredible interior defensive lineman and probably the best middle linebacker in the NFL in Darius Leonard. It goes along with Kenny Moore in the secondary, the return of second-year player Julian Blackman. The Colts also added Matt Ryan on offense. So the question is, are they now the favorites in the AFC South? Well, I think the, the brakes have to be pumped on that at this moment in time. The Tennessee Titans have won the division two years in a row, and while the Titans obviously still have questions at wide receiver, at tight end, questions surrounding Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, the defense is basically the same for the Titans, so it's hard to say that the Colts 
are the new favorite in the AFC South, but this definitely increases their chances. Now the Colts still have holes at tight end, at wide receiver, and at left tackle, but if they're able to successfully address those positions in the draft or in that second wave of free agency closer to training camp, the Colts could set themselves up to not only be the favorite in the AFC South, but to be a true Super Bowl contender, but moves still need to be made for Indianapolis. Either way, Stephon Gilmore extremely impacts the Colts' defense, makes them a lot better in the secondary, and when you go up against A.J. Brown two times a year, and A.J. Brown in the last three games has had 14 catches, 253 yards, and two touchdowns against Indianapolis. Seems like a great match for Indy to get that lockdown corner to go up against Brown and try to defeat the Titans and take back over the AFC South. But now we're going to transition into a conversation about Kelvin Joseph and the legal issues he's experiencing, the cornerback from the Dallas Cowboys. How will this affect Dallas's draft strategy going forward? We're going to talk with Landon McCool, one half of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Cowboys podcast covering all things Dallas Cowboys Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms. But let's talk to Landon McCool now. We're here with Landon McCool. Make sure that you guys are checking out all of your Cowboys news with Locked On Cowboys Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms. But obviously, Landon, bringing you on for this Kelvin Joseph story. He was implicated in a homicide, uh, the March 18th death of Cameron Ray, and obviously uh, all thoughts and prayers out with, with his family and his loved ones. But unfortunately, the football side of this is second-year cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys, Kelvin Joseph, was involved. Uh, right now, all the legal details are being ironed out, so we don't want to go too too far in that direction, but when you have your second round pick from last year, a guy at a position that the Cowboys definitely need some reinforcements out at cornerback, how does this potential legal trouble for Joseph affect the Cowboys draft strategy and what they do going forward in the team building process? Yeah, we're, I mean, obviously we have to wait and see how the legal stuff handles out. It looks like they, right now they've arrested two folks and they've indicated that right now that he isn't going to be arrested. But obviously all of that is set to change. It does change on a moment's notice. On the Cowboys side for the football, you know, the the only kind of silver lining to this situation is that the Cowboys uh, at cornerback, it's one of their positions that they actually have some depth. I mean, even with Kelvin Joseph and uh, the other you know top one, uh, 100 pick that they made last year at the cornerback position, Nation Wright, uh, mm-hmm. they, they barely were able to get on the field because of uh, improved play by Anthony Brown on, on one side opposite of Trayvon Diggs and Jordan Lewis having a little bit better of a year yep. too. So I, I think as it stands right now, the Cowboys actually have a little bit of a luxury since they, they, they hit the position so well last year that they can, if they needed to get away, uh, even if something happens with Joseph with, uh, you know, getting out of probably the top three rounds without having to take a cornerback, uh, if they're nervous about it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a top cornerback fell to them that they pulled the trigger. But I don't feel like, you know, because of some of the stuff that they did last year, that they are going to feel pressed to make a pick there, especially high, uh, just because of what the legal situation is with Joseph. Yeah, with some of the depth, definitely gives them some freedom, and maybe it's not as big of an impact on the actual football side of things going forward. But for more Cowboys analysis, Landon and Marcus Mosher are doing a great job over on Locked On Cowboys. Make sure that you guys check out the Locked On Cowboys podcast, free and available on all platforms, Monday through Friday. Landon, thank you so much for joining us. 
All right, NFL fans, that was Stephon Gilmore signing with the Indianapolis Colts, talking Kelvin Joseph and how his legal issues impact the Dallas Cowboys. But now we're going to move forward. We're going to talk about Derek Carr's big deal in Las Vegas. Was it worth it for the Raiders, and does it take them to that next level? And then we'll cap off the show talking about Kyler Murray and his ongoing drama with the Arizona Cardinals. Before we get into that, do want to tell you guys a little more about today's sponsor, Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including information on this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and much more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Football fans, we're going to continue this Monday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We just talked about Stephon Gilmore signing with the Colts, Kelvin Joseph, and how his legal issues could impact the draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Now I want to turn the conversation to Derek Carr and his big-time extension with the Las Vegas Raiders. He got top quarterback money. How does this impact the Raiders right now, and what does it mean for their future, we're going to bring on none other than local expert, your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast, to break it all down for us. Before we get into that, though, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. But now, time for a big announcement. Starting Thursday, April the 28th, make sure that you tune in to the Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. For those of you dying to know who your team will take in the draft, make sure that you catch the ultimate mock draft presented by Odyssey and Locked On NFL. It's the mock draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. So, for the 2022 Ultimate Mock Draft presented by Odyssey and Locked On NFL, make sure that you subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft feed. It's April 18th through the 22nd, finishing on April 25th. And then, of course, for your live NFL Draft coverage, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft Show and April 28th at 7 p.m., April 29th at 6.30 p.m., and April 30th at 11.30 a.m. All Eastern Times will be kicking off live coverage and live reaction to the NFL Draft. Make sure that you subscribe to all of those free and available on all platforms. So let me bring in our local expert here covering the Las Vegas Raiders for the Locked On Podcast Network. One of the best in the biz, your boy Q, covering the Raiders for you Monday through Friday, every day, free and available on all platforms. Uh, Q, first and foremost, thanks for coming on. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's always fun to hop on, talk some football, talk some Raiders football. Just hop on with you, man. It's a good time. So thanks for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely do appreciate it. But, you know, the the topic at hand is Derek Carr's new contract. He got the three-year, $121 million extension. Gets him in that $40 million per year range with guys like Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen, Watson, Stafford, Dak Prescott. I guess my first question for you is, is he worth it? Is Derek Carr a good enough quarterback to be worth that type of contract with those type of names? 
you know, I think it doesn't even matter at this point. You know what I mean? I think it's one of those situations where that's just the nature of the beast. You know, that's the, right. the quarterback market. They're always going to get a lot of money, and the next guy up is going to get even more money. And so mm-hmm. I think that he really benefited from supply and demand and the fact that, you know, he was the next guy up. But it's funny, Tyler, if you look on the outside of the contract, it looks like you said a monster deal. But if you really kind of break it down and look at the nuts and bolts of this thing, it's ultimately like a one-year deal. And they basically gave him maybe $5 million more than he was supposed to make this year. He was supposed to get $19 million with no guaranteed money. Now he's going to make about $23 million this year. You know what I mean? And then if they decide right. they want to move on from him, they could. I don't think that they will. But, I mean, they, they just they, they structured it so they give themselves an out. So where it looks like it's pretty, pretty good for, uh, for Carr, it's really a team-friendly deal as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot of these contracts seem to be we get the initial details, the agent right. links or leaks the contract details, wants to make their client look like they got all these money. But, of course, the, the salary cap gurus keep all these uh, little ins and outs in the contract so that they have back doors. But if the deal really isn't that bad and, and it's a pretty solid team-friendly deal for the Raiders, I guess the question then becomes – do they have enough? Obviously, they add Devontae Adams, which I think is probably the, the biggest move of the offseason so far in terms of what it can do for a team. You add Chandler Jones as well. Just a really nice move there, upgrading at outside linebacker at edge. Do you think that the Raiders, as currently constructed, have enough to kind of get to that next level, win a playoff game, maybe get a home playoff game, go to that next level? Do you think they've done enough so far, or do you think more needs to be done? You know, I I would say that I think that they've done enough to get to that next level, but then I look at the rest of the AFC West and I say, well, maybe not. You know what I mean? So there's so much that goes into that because the AFC West is going to be so competitive. Uh, I think that they still need to address the offensive line for sure. Uh, There was a lot of questions last year with Alex Leatherwood being a rookie and they kicked him inside the guard. I don't know if they're going to put him back at tackle. I think they need to go out and get a veteran uh, right tackle to go ahead and solidify that offensive line. And I still think that they need some help at corner. But for the most part, I think that the weapons, at least if you look at the team offensively, I think that they can compete with anyone. I'm not saying that they're better than anyone. I'm just saying that they can compete. You know, I mean, if you look at what the Chiefs have going on, that's the other thing. The Devontae Adams uh, addition basically was a subtraction for the Chiefs as well because yeah. they lose every kill right after that. So it's almost right. like, hey, the Raiders got a double win there, or every team in the AFC West got a double win just because of that deal for Devontae Adams. So I think that they have enough to compete, and I and I do believe with the way that the contracts for Adams and, and Carr look, there's really about three years worth of guaranteed money in both of their contracts, about $60 million-something mm-hmm. each, right? So what does that tell me is that the Raiders believe they have a three-year window. And in that three-year window, they've got to find a way to get it done. That's not going to be easy in the AFC West. It's not going to be easy at all in the AFC. We know that. But at least I I feel like it's a good sign to the fan base that, hey, we believe we have a product, and now we're going to go put it on the field and try to win the whole thing. And that's all you can really ask for from your franchise. Push all in. Do everything you can to try to make the team uh, compete at the highest level possible. Well, the last question that I have for you here, Q, thank you so much for coming on. And again, make sure you check out your boy Q at your boy Q254 on Twitter. Check out Locked On Raiders every single day, free and available on all platforms. But you mentioned the offensive line. What do you think? The Raiders still have to do this offseason to make you feel a little bit better about their chances, whether it be in the draft or free agency, or what do you think are the things they need to do next? Well, I'll tell you, in free agency, I wish that they would have addressed the offensive line with a, a vet right tackle. You know, I just think that if you have a rookie next to Alex Leatherwood, if they do keep Alex Leatherwood at the guard position, which I believe that they should, 
I don't know if they're Agreed. going to, but I believe that they should. <laughs> I think that it's a bad idea to put a rookie right tackle and a second-year guy at right guard right there. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that that's kind of setting yourself up for failure. So I thought a veteran would be good. They do have a couple veterans on the deal on the uh, on the team that they have on like one-year deals, so maybe they feel comfortable with that. I would like one more guy. You know, I would like to see the team go out right. and get one more guy that you feel real confident that okay, he's going to hold that spot down. I don't know if they're going to get that. As far as the draft goes, I think that they need to go and get a corner, and I think that they need to go and still address the linebacking position. And I know that they have Devontae Adams. I know they have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. They have a lot of weapons. But I would like to see one more wide receiver, a young wide receiver that doesn't have to have any kind of pressure to be the guy, just go in there and and be a guy, be a guy that maybe you could use in the return game as well, you know, get Hunter Renfro off of that. I think he's going to have a big year with Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels. Uh, so I think that if you go and get a speedster that you could put back there to kick to return kicks and punts, that will help out uh, as well. So uh, those are a couple of areas that I'd like to see addressed. Offensive line is a big concern uh, right now for me corner and then linebacker and a wide receiver you know and you have five picks so the Raiders have five picks coming up in the draft you know they don't pick till the third round but I think that the the draft is pretty deep with corners and wide receivers so I think that they can address a couple of those areas of need for sure in this upcoming draft yeah absolutely especially you talk about that downfield speedster I know there are a lot of guys like a Danny Gray out of uh, SMU like a Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor a lot of guys in that range where the Raiders will have picks where they should be able to fill that need. Excellent insight, the type of insight you're going to get every single day on Locked On Raiders. Make sure that you guys check out the Locked On Raiders podcast, free and available on all platforms Monday through Friday. Q, thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Absolutely, my man. Thanks for having me. Anytime uh, anytime you need me, you call me, man. I got you. Absolutely. Just excellent insight right there from Q. Make sure that you guys are checking out the Locked On Raiders podcast, free and available on all platforms. A great first listen for all you Raiders fans out there. But we're going to cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast, talking about Kyler Murray and his ongoing contract drama with the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to bring on Locked On Cardinals host Alex Clancy to tell us if Kyler Murray deserves that contract and if he foresees Kyler Murray getting that contract this offseason. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about the best-tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. With the Built Bars, you get the best of both worlds when it comes to a protein bar. Of course, you're going to get the health aspect. It's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great as a healthy meal substitute, or just a guilt-free snack. But you also get the taste factor, and it's truly out of this world. You got delicious flavors like salted caramel, the peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, the white chocolate cheesecake. You got the puff bars, which have a nice marshmallowy consistency. You have the crunch bars, which are, of course, crunchy. Absolutely delicious. Now, you're not going to have this chalky, waxy, hard-to-choke-down protein bar that you're used to. It's a total new world. So make sure that you guys check out the Built Bars at Built.com. And when you go place your order, use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. I would recommend getting the mixed flavor box. And somebody is going to love every single flavor in that box. And when you order, once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Football fans, let's cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We talked about Stephon Gilmore signing with the Colts. Talked about 
Kelvin Joseph and his legal issues impacting the Dallas Cowboys. And we just got done discussing Derek Carr's contract extension and how it impacts the future for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now I want to cap off today's show discussing Kyler Murray and his contract saga with the Arizona Cardinals. Nobody better to do that with than Alex Clancy, the local expert and host of Locked On Cardinals. Before we get into that discussion, though, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It's hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They're breaking down the draft from two different perspectives. Of course, they're looking at the front office aspect. They're talking about team needs and salary cap, but they're also, of course, breaking down the player aspect as well with mock drafts, player rankings, big boards, all of that. There is no better way to get ready for the NFL Draft than with the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel right now and be ready for that live draft coverage that I talked about earlier in the episode all three days of draft weekend. But with that being said, time to dive into our conversation with Alex Clancy about Kyler Murray and his contract negotiations with the Arizona Cardinals. All right, well, let's dive into that conversation about Kyler Murray and the drama that seems to be ongoing with the Cardinals. Maybe there's drama, maybe there's not. Either way, people are making this a story. So we have, of course, Alex Clancy, as mentioned, host of Locked On Cardinals on the show to break everything down. So, Alex, news came out last week. Kyler Murray has not been offered a contract. Is that news? Is that not news? Should he be offered a contract? What should it look like? Do you think that he deserves one. Anyway, a lot of questions here. Go ahead with a blank canvas. Let us know what are your thoughts on the matter. I'm going to go backwards from the questions you asked me. Do I think he deserves it? Yes. How much do I think it should be? I don't know because I'm not a capologist, but somewhere between 38 and $40 million a year. And what the hell is going on? It seems like a urinating contest that's getting out of control. And one thing we do know about the Arizona Cardinals is they don't lose those for better or worse. Steve Kevin, Michael Bidwell are going to win that battle. And I don't know if that's going to be, um, deprecating for the team. I don't know if that means that Kyler Murray is going to say he wants out. I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to get a, a deal done. And honestly, I don't know why just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean it can't get done now. Like I, I don't, I, I never understood the history of things predicating and predicting the future. It's like, you know what? This is the best quarterback you've ever drafted. Hands down. No question about it. Number one, number two, Adding stability for the future of the organization is paramount at this point. And number three, look at 25 other teams that would trade for him in a heartbeat. Does that not tell you enough about how important this young gentleman is? I know he's not a rah-rah guy. I know he likes to play video games. Just because he's quiet and not Peyton Manning affable doesn't mean he's dumb or not able to take over and lead a team. Like, I don't, that's one thing that I just can't understand at this point. Well, I guess when you look at that, I agree with you. Arizona would be wise to to lock him down the money. They have to figure that out. But just right now where the Cardinals are at, are at do you think that this storyline is going to negatively impact the Cardinals season and training camp at this point? Or do you think it's something that, that shouldn't really bother the, the win-loss record? Um, unfortunately, it's TBD. You know, I mean, I... I there, you know, there was the there were a couple reports out where it's like, well, he's not going to play in 22 without a 2222 without a new contract. We don't know if that's true. This is a bunch of right. this is a bunch of um posturing by 
everybody. And anytime anybody gets a little morsel of it, you run with it because that's new information. And that's what reporters do, which 100%, that's their job. And absolutely, they should do that. This is way too early to decide. Too close to call is not even in the conversation yet. Um, well, I mean, know, I, I guess with that in mind, uh, you know, if, if, if we don't know if this will have an impact or not, how do you see the Cardinals moving from here? Do you think an extension gets done before the end of the summer? And how do you think the roster looks right now at this point in the offseason? Oh, that's... Um, I'm going to go backwards again. How do I think the roster looks in the offseason? I think it looks incomplete. And and incomplete is your parents telling you, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. It's not like it's right. bad, but it could be looked at as not great when you don't have 22 starters on the roster right now. And that's something that, you know, uh, people are saying, you know, relax, it's early, it's early. We're 10 days away from the draft, baby. Like, this is not – we go in lightning speed from here on out. And, right. you know, it, like the free agents don't get better. The longer you wait, Stephon Gilmore was a target for me. I thought he'd be great for this cornerback room to, you know, mentor the young guys. But um, do I think a deal gets done? No, because Steve Kime doesn't lose these because he's the one with with the pen and paper. Do I think it should? Absolutely. 100%. No doubt about it. Kyler Murray's not the best quarterback in the NFL. Nobody's saying that. Kyler Murray's not a top three quarterback in the NFL. Nobody's saying that either. But look at a bunch of organizations that have been perennially terrible because they haven't had a franchise quarterback. Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback, and I'm sorry that he doesn't look the way you want him to. I'm sorry he's not 6'5", like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. That doesn't mean he can't be an excellent quarterback for the future. Yeah, well, to to make him you know, the winner that he needs to be and surround him with the pieces you talked about, Steve, Steve Kimes' job being incomplete – what do the Cardinals need to do from here to fix the holes that they have in your mind? Number one, first things first, draft Zion Johnson at 23 overall if he's there. You need to bolster the interior of this offensive line. I'm, I'm sorry it's not sexy. I know there's a bunch of wide receivers that would be a lot of fun to watch. We don't right. know which ones are going to be great, regardless of who your favorite pundit says. This is all projection. This is film. This is measurables. And it's a lot of it's about fit and a lot of it, is about, you know, cohesion with the quarterback. And I know that the Cardinals need to protect Kyler Murray or none of this is going to work. So that's number one. And then they need to draft or sign an edge rusher, interior defensive lineman, cornerback, wide receiver, and running back. Like they, they need they need to draft or sign everybody. And, and that's besides safety and corner, or besides safety and quarterback. That's where we are. And, you know, yeah. it, 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 there's still time. I understand that. You know, they did bring back James Conner and Zach Ertz, and they have DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, how many teams in the NFL don't have a wide receiver one? Half of them. So the Cardinals are in a better spot than a lot of teams, but that doesn't mean this offseason has moved the Cardinals forward in a positive direction from where they were unceremoniously removed from the playoffs last year. Right, right. Understandably so. Well, you're right about the wide receiver one point. Either you have one or you're desperately trying to trade whatever you can to get one based on the offseason that we are seeing here. But the Arizona Cardinals roadmap, the offseason planned out. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. You can find his work, obviously, Locked On Cardinals, free and available everywhere Monday through Friday on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Uh, That's going to do it, though, for this edition of the Locked On NFL uh, podcast this Monday show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Went over Stephon Gilmore. We went over 
Kelvin Joseph and the Dallas Cowboys talked about Derek Carr in the Las Vegas Raiders and their new deal and capped off things with the Kyler Murray update from Alex Clancy and Locked On Cardinals. That's going to do it for me. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Again, free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. Thank you for tuning in to a Monday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast.